Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jamil Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. All homebrewers have a favorite commercial beer, but not everyone can make it. Welcome to the show that teaches you how, where you can challenge two masters, Jamil Zainashef and Tasty McDole. This is the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Now here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Yeah. I, I tell you, everything sounds better for some reason. Better? I don't know. New electronics, or maybe it's I've just been drinking more than usual. Maybe we're cutting back on our gas and things just smell better. <laughs> yeah, there's, no there's, just gives there's us more a, oxygen in the room. Yeah, that's it. No more gas, full glass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have the uh, delicious uh, Nathan Smith and the, uh, the ever so uh, humble and joyful... Chad Mosier with us, as well as... Uh, hey, howdy, hey, wait, that's not my line. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? And Justin running running things here. We're back. It seems like a quite a uh, hiatus since our last uh, Couple show. months? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We did a, a bunch of shows to, you know, like, recorded a bunch at one time. To carry us through the holidays. Yes. So, uh, to us, it's been a long time. You guys get an episode every two weeks. It's probably just been two weeks, but... It's been like two years for us, mm-hmm. and in like you know rat time at the rat bed. Two years. <laughs> can we? Sounds right. I don't remember how to clone. I don't know. Let's see if we can do it. <laughs> do you know how to reproduce? I guess that's the important part. <laughs> no, maybe yeah. so. It's natural. Well, I'll tell you, those guys at Northern Brewer—they know how to reproduce. <laughs> they do. Oh, like like bunny rabbits out there. I know that Jake and. All them other guys. Jake Dawson, Dawson. Chip. I heard they're Chip. really busy. This home brewing hobby is taking off. And, uh, yeah. As long as Chip doesn't reproduce. I mean... <laughs> oh, you're picking yeah. on the Southerner, huh? You know, have you seen that you guy? You want to... He's a little... Uh, yeah, he's a little... Like I told you. Upside like, down, maybe. Like yeah, the yeah, dog sure. that, you know, got hit by the car. <laughs> right. He's living in the gutter. You know, he's feeding off of dumpsters, a few broken teeth. Yeah, you know. he's kind of a mess. And he likes 311. Tail. I mean, Jake, all right, acceptable. At least the kid's yeah. got a brain. He shaved yeah, the beard, uh, you know. He bathes every once in a while. Right. Yeah. yeah. Dawson, borderline. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's some nuclear reactor that he grew up next to. Right. Please. But you'll, like, you know, he's a nice enough guy, and he's a little pudgy, and you'll accept his offspring, <laughs> because they'll be cute, and... Yeah. and It'll be fine. They probably won't commit any crimes. Exactly. But they're Chip, not gonna, they're gonna hurt anybody. But Chip, yeah, God save us. That's bad news right there. That's what I'm saying. That's that's forty pounds of bad news and twenty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. With yeah. a camera at all times. And I'm not even talking about his taste in music yet. I'm just talking about the human being that he is. Right. Exactly. Uh, so uh, the rest of the sponsor, uh, thank you. Yeah. But yeah. Chip, don't reproduce. <laughs> 
Right. Speaking of reproduction, yeah, Northern Brewer. Check them out. Northernbrewer.com. Uh, good people, and they've got uh, you know all the ingredients that you want uh, to brew some great beers, including all these Can You Brew It beers. Yeah. Where you go, you go to northernbrewer.com. They've got all the materials there for you, and uh, uh, they, they uh, make, make this show happen with their, uh, their fine sponsorship. So uh, go check them out. Tell them, uh, tell them you enjoy the show if you, uh, if you do, and even if you don't, tell them you enjoy the show anyways. Just lie to them for us, will you? Help us out a little bit. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So tonight, our big challenge. Yeah. Justin. It is a big challenge because this beer has been around for a long time in the craft beer world. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is an important one. Jim Jack from Grover Beach, California, writes into us. Gentlemen, he says. Believe that? See, that sounds fake right there. Jim, <laughs> Jim Jack, two first names. Jim, right. And then he says gentlemen. I yeah. mean, nobody. Yeah. He's never no listened BN, to this show if he's saying gentlemen. Yeah, no BN listener can pronounce yeah, the word gentlemen. Yeah, let alone write it. Don't trust a guy with two first names. That's what they say. I was just going to say, Chad. On the <laughs> East Coast, they, they tell you, you don't never <laughs> trust a guy with two first names. Yeah, it's true. Well, he says, uh, I've been brewing for over two years, and I've become a big fan of Can You Brew It uh, and the other shows. Uh, listen to your podcast uh, tr- as a traveling salesman. See? No, oh, yeah. It's oh. a whole story. He's like, selling something else right now. You don't yeah, trust yeah. I know what he's doing. <laughs> Snake oil. What he says is, Boont Amber from Anderson Valley Brewing Company is one of my favorite beers. I've been waiting with much anticipation to see if Boont Amber would be one of the next challenges on Can You Brew It. Uh, I can't imagine I'm the only one requesting a clone of Boot Amber. It's a wonderful beer and a perfect antithesis to what has become known as the West Coast style, uh, big hoppy beers with high starting gravities. In contrast, Boot is a full tasty caramel malt with fruit flavors and just a touch of spicy hops. So can you brew it from Jim in Grover Beach, California? Ah, well... So uh, yeah, that is a, that is a great beer, and uh, I was kind of excited to uh, get to do this one because I met uh, Fal Allen at the GABF, and uh, you know I had known him and followed his uh, exploits over the years when I started out homebrewing. You know he had written the book on uh, barley wines, and he was you know uh, quite well known to us in the the homebrewing hobby, and uh, so it was, it was neat to meet him. Kind of a you know, a, a hero of mine, or a uh, you know somebody I I kind of followed, and uh, and then uh, have him on the show. I thought that was uh, would be extra special. And yeah, you know, uh, Jim Jack Bob or whatever his name is. Yeah, uh, he he's right. There's there was a quite a slew of uh, people who requested uh, Boot Amber and a, a, a number of other uh, Anderson Valley beers. Mm. So uh, I'm glad that uh, we could we could tackle this one and. Uh, yeah, we brought in uh, Nathan Smith. This became his challenge. Uh, this yeah. is a gateway beer for Nicole in particular, and I've always loved it through the oh, years. Nice. So it was kind of fun to go back and review, enjoying it again, look at the recipe, and mm-hmm. Fall really spills the you know all the details and secrets on doing this one, which is really cool because the brewery itself for years, home brewers had been kind of mystified about what they do. They don't publish a lot of info about their mm-hmm. technique and process, and uh, Ken Allen, the older owner, wasn't necessarily somebody who would interact a lot with the press on these kind of things, so it's a cool mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. to be able to see all the recipes spilled out from fall and then right. be able to go back and reproduce that and try it on my own. 
Yeah, I'll tell really you, cool. foul pretty much spreads the kimono wide. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's good. It was one of my gateway beers, too. Yeah. And here, so we interviewed Foul on the Sunday session, too. So, you you know, whatever you don't get from tonight, you could listen to that show, too. Here's what I, my kind of synopsis of Fal, in my opinion. You know, he's got the he's got a big brain like Colin Kaminsky, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. he's been writing about beer and mm-hmm. and the science of beer for years, but he's got the resume of 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 any of the big brewers in mm-hmm. in the country, right? He's been doing it for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So he's the kind of guy who who he can talk to you about really the science of beer, and he's also got the experience to really, really back it up. Yeah, and make it accessible to home brewers. All the the advice that he gave during the interview is just directly accessible to what people can do at home, mm-hmm. which is great. Mm-hmm. He wasn't talking above anybody or anything, too, which is really cool. Yeah, real nice guy. He's cool. And, uh, you know, he's very professional and, you know, <laughs> controlled. But I tell you, you get that boy <laughs> off by himself, and, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's a funny guy. He's a brewer. Yeah, that's what <laughs> we missed on the session. we got to right. get him in the studio next yeah, time. He's, he's very, you know, he's professional. Totally yeah. When he's representing his, his company and all that, he's, right. you know, he's very, you know, very uh, very professional. Well, on the, Sunday, on the Sunday session, I, 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 I'm sorry, I got the impression he was, you know, Saying that he's re, he's really uh, getting making the beers better there. Yes, and I think he's getting the job done. And what oh, I'm tasting yeah. is definitely yeah. better than I'm Anderson used to. Anderson Valley had taken a dip in my yeah. opinion yeah. for right. quite a bit. That right. I was like, eh, you know, I'm not that big yeah. a fan. And now that he's back, I don't know what he's doing. I'm telling but people, he's, if, yeah. if you went, if you lost these beers, come back and come try back them again. Him. Exactly, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been oh, every, every, in particular. Every yeah. chance I've I've gotten, uh, and they they've had it on draft at the uh, EJ Fair mm-hmm. uh, Liberty out in uh, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. where Heretic Brewing uh, Company is going in right across the street, <laughs> and uh, they've had some Anderson Valley beer, beers on there. And so every time I'm there, I try one, and they've all just been really you know uh, really well done. So I'm now Jay Z, are you out. are you going to pull a situation where whenever you're talking about her- Heretic, you're going to be very serious? <laughs> And until brewing company, yes, right, yes, and then you, you know, whenever you do the brewing network shows, you'll go back to your usual douchey self, but right, but the rest <laughs> of the time, you'll be very serious about heretic. Exactly, I'm taking a page from Foul. Yeah, be more reverent. I'm talking about talking about my business. I'll be professional, and right, then, you know, I'll be grabbing ass all the rest of the time. Good, right, business yeah. and pleasure. That way we know what to expect. That's good. <laughs> good. That's right. All right. So uh, let's do this. Let's take a short break. When we come back, uh, we'll uh, let Fowl open the kimono and, and give us the details on Boone Amber. Back after this. Hi. My roommate's gone for the weekend, and I'm wearing something flimsy. Listen, baby. I told her not to call me after 8. I gotta go. Who is that? Your girlfriend? Shut up, thug. Did you guys get the cauldron set up on the altar of my yard? If you weren't so busy getting booty calls, you know that. All right, I'm using the scroll of Mosher to boil the first decoction. You took too long. The color is now dark and past the point where you can still call it a pilsner. This sucks. Ugh, I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. What's this? Poindexter Urkel? Dude, can't you see we're in the middle of a brew session? Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. (gasps) Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Do you belch White Labs 833 and crap Simcoe? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the Cylon Detecting Three-Hearted Ale and the collector's item Super Alt. Mine's in mint condition because it's still in the box. Make 10th level at northernbrewer.com. I love beer. I'm a brewer. I brew it. I drink it. It's in my blood, really. I'm that guy that pours malt extract on his pancakes. I wish I could just put a good brew in my pocket and take it with me. Now you can. 
Hey, brewers and beer lovers, why not eat the energy bar invented by a home brewer using the same ingredients in your brew? Introducing Brew Bar Energy Bars, spelled B-R-U-B-A-R. Malt, oats, vanilla, nuts, cinnamon, coconut. You've put them in your beer, and you'll find them in your Brew Bar Energy Bar. All natural, made with simple ingredients chosen for the highest quality. They're new, different, and have a rich malty flavor and smooth, moist texture, just like a fine craft brew. You can find Brew Bar Energy Bars at BrewBar.com or find a retailer near you. And if you are a retailer, you should contact them and find out how you can sell Brew Bar Energy Bars. Check them out at BrewBar.com. That's B-R-U-B-A-R.com. And follow them on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BrewBar. Remember, it's in your Brew Bar Energy Bar because it's in your brew. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has homebrewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah. Uh. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Whether I'm making me dry stout or rebuilding me kegs, I head to the heart of dear Dublin for me homebrewing supplies. You head all the way back to Emerald Isle just for a wee batch of grain or a bit of keg tubing? No, you moronic waste deliver. Dublin, California. I go to HopTech. For 30 years, HopTech in Dublin, California has been supplying homebrewers with malt extract, fresh grains, hops, spices and sugars, hop oils and extracts, and much more. HopTech is one of the first homebrew supply shops on the internet and is proud to offer a Award-winning beer kits, both online and in their store. Mention the BN Army for a 10% discount off your order. The store is open every day except Wednesday or shop online at hoptech.com anytime. Hoptech is run by passionate, award-winning brewers who live, love, and travel for beer and bring their experience to the store for you. If you don't want to visit Dublin, just call toll-free 800-DRY-HOPS or go to hoptech.com. Visit Hoptech today in Dublin, California and at hoptech.com. You're listening to the Brewing Network. I'm speaking with Fal Allen, brewmaster at Anderson Valley Brewing Company, located in uh, Boonville, California. Fal, how are you doing today? Good, good. How are you, Jamil? I'm doing great. 
it's a it's a joy to talk talk with you. Uh, I think you know I've known about you and of you from your writings and uh, you know your uh, fame at uh, various breweries uh, over the years. And uh, lucky for me, uh, at GABF, I got uh, seated with you right right next to you during one of the judging sessions, and uh, got a chance to meet you in person. And I just uh, I thought it was a real kick. It was. Uh, uh, a joy to meet one of my uh, longtime idols and uh, find out what a what a regular and uh, quite funny guy you are. Yeah, well, funny looks aren't everything. I've been told <laughs> I have a radio. <laughs> yeah. Well, and uh, you know, you you just uh, you just cracked me up. I had a I had a great time uh, judging with you there at uh, the GABF. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it's a it's a good time overall. Well, and and. Uh, you know you've you've had your share of awards uh over the years and and now you're back at uh, Anderson Valley uh i think uh you know Anderson Valley is is one of those uh you know treasured breweries in in our area that uh you know i think you know when you were there originally it was great and i think uh it's been great since but i i think maybe uh you know having you back is is going to be something great for uh Anderson Valley once again <laughs> Well, I hope so. Uh, we got some fun things planned. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, I've heard of this uh, Ball Hornin series. Now, what is that? Well, we, uh, you know, the brewery changed ownerships uh, back in April, and the new owner wanted to get a little more innovative. Uh, the old owner, Ken Allen, had, uh, you know, he had been ready to retire for quite a while, and so the innovation had here kind of slowed down. And uh, so when Trey White, the new owner, came on, he wanted to, kind of stir things up and decided we should do a, a rotating draft program. So every three months, we bring out a new draft beer. And some of them, if they're real popular, may come back. Um, but they're all meant to be kind of unusual and experimental and kind of push the envelope in a little bit of way. So uh, the first one we had was an Imperial Amber uh, you called it the Imperial Boat, which a lot of people, including myself, thought, huh, really? Imperial Amber? Uh, but it turned out to be a really good beer. Uh, it was really tasty. Uh, the next one in the lineup was a, a Black IPA or a Cascadia Dark, and uh, that was real popular. I think that was we did a nice job with that. It was actually black, you know, not a mm-hmm. brown beer, but a black one. I had and that our, at, uh, at the uh, EJ Fair Liberty in uh, Pittsburgh. Oh, good. And I thought it was yeah. great. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I've been enjoying drinking it uh, until our new one uh, came out a few weeks ago. It comes out uh, public release um, 1st of February. So uh, that's called We Geech, and we try and keep all the Ballhornin series beers to have a a bootling name. You know, bootling mm-hmm. is the, the language spoken here in Anderson Valley. And so we try and give them a bootling name, and the We Geech is kind of a... Well, this one's a little harder for us to to categorize. It is hopped like an IPA. But mm-hmm. it's a session beer, so it means it's low in alcohol, uh, just under 5%. And we used uh, some uh, unusual spices in it, and we kept them real background, uh, but we wanted to bring out some unusual and different kind of flavors and really kind of separate it from our other beers. So we'll be experimenting with uh, spices and local ingredients over the next uh, three or four of the Ballhorn and series. Mm-hmm. And what is we geech in English? Uh, well, you know, uh, I'll let you look up the literal uh, translation, um, but the euphemistic uh, 
transmission translation is it means a quickie. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, just a quick one. Yeah. All right. I'm looking forward to that one. That'll, that'll yeah, be it, great. it's pretty tasty. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, you know, I think a lot of uh, breweries, you know, they, they start out creative and they have all these great beers and they do do well and people are excited about it and try all these beers and they... And they'll uh, they'll have a few that they really love to to drink on a regular basis. But if the brewery doesn't keep innovating and creating new beers, I don't know. I think people tend to start, you know, at least the the real geeky ones of us beer lovers. I think tend to start drifting around and and, and finding other beers and other breweries to to enjoy. We like to while while we have may have some beers that we really love at Anderson Valley. If if we don't see new things coming out, I think we I don't know. Maybe we're fickle. We start to lose interest or something. And so uh, it seems really important that a brewery comes out with new stuff like this, like you're doing. Yeah, we we completely agree with that. And that's the feeling we were getting from consumers uh, after Trey took over. You know, he thought that was a message that he was hearing from folks. So we want to do it, you know, get these beers out every three months. And three months may be actually a quick, uh, mm-hmm. but... It keeps it pretty interesting, and one of the things it does is it keeps the brewers interested. So right. even when we are making the same beer, like uh, the Boone Tamber or the Hop Odden over and over again, uh, doing these special beers kind of reinvigorates our, our enthusiasm for even doing the regular beers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great So it point. keeps us fine-tuning those beers, too, you know, really keeps them tight. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, one of the beers that uh, has been requested many times uh, from uh, Anderson Valley uh, by our Kenya Brewit audience, and, and it's also uh, on the. It may not. It's not part of the Ball Hornin series, but on the website, it's described as it's Ball Hornin. So is the uh, Boone Amber Ale. Uh, now, what about that beer? Can you can you help us uh, try and uh, brew something similar to that? Sure. I don't see why uh, anybody couldn't do it. It's a and it's a fairly straightforward amber-style beer. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that what makes it special is the clean, crisp dryness of it. Um, you know, honestly, when I first started working here about 10 years ago, it was not my favorite beer. It was, it was a little sweet for me, and it was a little too, too much caramel malt. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we tuned it up a little bit there. You know, you couldn't go too far. And in the intervening years when I was in Asia, uh, the the brewer here, Dave Gatlin, has done a really nice job of just tightening it up, making little tiny changes over the years. And I think now it's, it's, it's even better than it was before. It's, it's a mm. crisper. It has a nice roundness to it that it didn't before. Before it was a little sweet. So I think that's really what sets this beer apart from a lot of ambers. It's very drinkable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds great. I, I have to admit, I haven't had it in a while, so uh, hey, you, you piqued my interest. I got to. I did not. I mean, we we drink it for the show, of course, but uh, uh, you know, it's been uh, probably a couple of years since I had uh, I had an amber. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to go right out after this and uh, get myself some. Yeah, well, good on you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, uh, what's what's the batch size that you brew there at uh, at uh, Anderson Valley? Well, we do hundred barrel batches. Um, uh-huh. Sometimes we'll shorten up a batch if we're, it's a higher gravity beer. But the, the Blue Amber is not one of those. We try and uh, net out of the brew house about a hundred barrels, mm-hmm. and 
so and your folks who want to follow along if we talk about you know recipes and things they can they can convert from 100 down to whatever they're brought yeah uh what what kind of uh starting gravity do you have on that uh starting gravity is somewhere in the area about 12 okay and uh, and what about the finishing uh we'd like it to finish up about two five mm-hmm. okay and uh what's your target ibus on that you know it's incredibly low um we kind of kick this around debating whether you know what we've gotten is that feedback is actually true but uh we're shooting for about 15 to 17 ibus mm-hmm so that's that's pretty low, and the analysis we've gotten have been in that area. So it looks like we're doing a pretty good job of that. Mm-hmm. That's it's similar definitely not to, a bitter beer. Similar to uh, like a German Hefeweizen kind of bittering uh, level, or you know, a little yeah. bit more than that. Uh, and the ABV on this is uh, just over five, okay. so about five point four. All right, and you happen to know what the uh, the color is? Oh, the color. You know, I don't have that right offhand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not a problem. And I, I'm sorry, did I say it was uh, the OG was 12? Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. It's a 13. 13. Okay. And then um, what about the, uh, the malt bill for this? So the malt bill is relatively simple. It's mostly uh, two-row malt. We use the Great Western uh, two-row. Mm-hmm. And then we have a you know fairly decent amount of caramel forty and caramel eighty, and mm-hmm. they're pretty much about you know the same proportion of each. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what percentage is the uh, the two row? Would you say what percentage is the two row? Yeah, of the entire uh, two row. Two row constitutes about eighty percent of that. Okay. And and that's it for the the grain bill, huh? Yeah, it's fairly simple. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what's the, what's the mash like? Uh, mash is you know about one fifty two. The uh-huh. temperature we're shooting for, and uh, you know relatively thick. Mm-hmm. And put all the grains in at the same time. And do you and, do any uh, other any other uh, uh, temperature? Uh, uh, do you do a sacrific- uh, a, a, a mash out or uh, anything? No, no. We okay. just do one one step, one temperature. Uh, mm-hmm. Very British style, uh, you know. And the caramel malt. Each of those are about ten percent each. So mm-hmm. you got the the pale at uh, about eighty, and the ten and ten. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just one step. Great. Simple. Yeah. And what about hopping for this? The hopping is a little different. Uh, one of the things that makes this beer, I think, kind of unique is that we use a hop back. Mm-hmm. So we, we take a flower hops and put them in the hop back, and that's where it gets a lot of the top flavor and a hop aroma from. Mm-hmm. So for a bittering hop, we're you know we're getting that 15 IBUs from a low cohumulone hop called Magnum. Uh, it has mm-hmm. a very high alpha, but it's a very soft kind of bittering, which I think, you know, you don't want any sharpness in that kind of beer with that kind of low uh, IBU. So we're using the Magnum because of the low cohumulant. And then we're using a little bit of Horizon, mm-hmm. which is a nice hop. And uh, then we finish up in the Whirlpool, uh, or the late kettle edition, 
uh, with some some cluster or some palisade. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, of course, we, we have the hotback. Mm-hmm. And what goes in the hotback? Uh, what goes into the hotback? That's a good question. We've been using um, Cascade. Mm-hmm. And uh, does that change uh, from time to time, depending on... Uh, <laughs> you know, over the past few years, we've had a little uh, little trouble getting hops. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you use some, uh, some liberty in there with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. You take some liberties and, and use liberty. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> we use liberty. And, we, you know, with the hop shortages over the years, we've had to change up a couple of bands. Sure. Um, so yeah. we've used some liberty once in a while, some uh, German Hollertower sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, a lot of times it's more important that uh, the hops you're using, you know, have a have a great, uh, you know, aromatic or, you know, flavor profile. It doesn't really matter as much the specific flavors and profiles as long as you're using um, you know, something that's very pleasant. You know, you, you, can, you can vary it and it'll be a different beer, but it can still be, you know, probably more important than trying to chase down you know, a specific hop. Yeah, I think I think that's probably true. Um, we have, you know, because of the hop shortage, I think a lot of brewers experienced this. We were forced to make changes in the recipes, uh, you know, relatively minor. So mm-hmm. we didn't always use that Lokosohimilon Magnum. Mm-hmm. Uh, we switched to that uh, mostly, you know, because of the the soft bitterness. And you know, I don't think anybody noticed that, but I think it was. I think it made it a better beer and if you drink it every day like we do mm-hmm. then I think you probably noticed it and then mm-hmm. you know in, in the finishing hops we've changed things up we've used Horizon in there and we've used Northern Brewer as well mm-hmm. but it really depends on you know the market and what what's available to us mm-hmm. it's not always easy to get uh, the whole leaf of bales of hops right well, it's harder and harder actually do you do a uh, a 90 minute boil on this beer or yeah, we do a 90-minute boil, uh-huh. and so the Magnum's in there for the whole 90, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and then we have a Horizon in there for uh, 60, mm-hmm. and then the others go in right at the end, Whirlpool and then, of course, back. the hop back. Right. Uh, and uh, how much Magnum are you using for uh, for your 100-barrel batch? Ooh, 100-barrel batch is about uh, 3.75. Mm-hmm. And what about that Horizon edition? Oh, kind of a various, uh, the 60 minute is usually about five pounds. Okay. And then in the hop back, we use about 70 pounds. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of hops. Right. It's kind of cool to see them all spread out there in the hop back. <laughs> and how about the, uh, the, the cluster or the Whirlpool edition? Uh, you know, that kind of varies, uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of about eight pounds. Mm-hmm. But it depends on the kind of hops we're using. And so, you know, from seven to nine pounds. Okay. <clears throat> All right. And then uh, uh, fermentation, what uh, what yeast strain do you use with this beer? Well, we have our own house strain. Uh-huh. And uh, there's a lot of debate as to whether it is uh, this brewery or that brewery. But uh, I can tell you definitely that it came out of England. Mm-hmm. We're pretty sure it came out of London. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, that narrows it down to just a couple, uh, maybe three. But uh, it's hard to say. It doesn't behave like the fullers that I've used in the past. So 
am reluctant to say that it's Fuller's, uh, uh, but it might be, and it might be Young's. Mm-hmm. It could be Woodprint. But uh, we're not sure. You know, it's so long that we've had it 23 years, so it's, right. it's pretty much our house yeast now. Yeah, I imagine. And you guys... Um uh, uh, store that yourself and propagate it up uh, yourself from each time, or we keep uh, or, we keep uh, it banked at White Labs. Uh-huh. They do a great job of taking care of things for us, and uh, usually when we try experimental yeast or use a different yeast, uh, it comes out of White Labs. Mm-hmm. Um, so we keep it banked down there. Okay, uh, of the of the yeasts uh, available to uh, homebrewers, what would you say would probably be a a, a good uh, Substitute uh, something close. Would you think? Uh, uh, I would try any of the three that I mentioned. You know, okay. um, I, you know, I'm a big fan of the Fuller's yeast when you can get it to work. It uh-huh. has some some issues, it's a little finicky, uh, likes to be warm, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but it's a tremendous yeast when you when you get it going. Uh, our, our yeast doesn't necessarily like to be warm, and that's one of the things that leads me to believe maybe it's not Fuller's. Uh, so we ferment the Boot Damber about 60, 68. Mm-hmm. So it's relatively cool. And I think the Fuller's wouldn't like that, you know, that cool. The temperature would still work, but I think it'd prefer to be up at 70 or 72. But it's a nice yeast. It makes really good beer. Um, and as I recall, the Fuller's yeast very alcohol tolerant. And our, our yeast isn't really very alcohol tolerant. And do you uh, just keep the whole fermentation at 68, or do you uh, ramp that up at any time? Or? No, for the boot damper, we just leave it at 68 until it finishes out. We mm-hmm. give it a couple days, and then uh, we crash cool it. Mm-hmm. And do you do any uh, dry hopping or anything like that? Not for the boot damper. Okay. And and, and what about uh, water? What's your water like there? In, uh, Our in, water's uh, pretty pretty hard. Uh, has a lot of temporary hardness. We get all the water from our brewery, uh, for our brewery, from our property. We have eight wells on the property, so all the water comes from here. Uh, it's relatively hard. It's not, uh, you know, it's not crazy hard, but it, the, hard, the hardness is temporary. Mm-hmm. So we boil it before using it, and that precipitates out a fair amount. But it's still relatively hard water, mm-hmm. and we don't do anything much to adjust it. A little bit uh, pH adjustment, mm-hmm. but that's about it. Okay. And then, uh, do you have any other tips or anything else I haven't asked about uh, that somebody would need to know in order to brew uh, this beer? No, I think we've covered most of it. You know, uh, you look for good ang- English ale yeast. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, I think, is key. And, you know, ferment not too hot. Keep it uh, relatively cool, somewhere between 68 and 70, 72. Uh, that should produce some nice esters without going overboard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then I think you know key to key to this beer is the hop flavor. So you want to get some late edition hop in there, and then if you can, you know, use a hop back. Or if you can't use the hop back, then you could dry hop. Um, that's going to give you a little bit of a different kind of flavor. But I think you know if you want to reproduce this beer, that's that's kind of the hallmark of it. It's good hop flavor. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate uh, all your help and and. Uh, not only with this, but uh, you know, when I was learning to brew barley wine, uh, you did a great book on barley wines that uh, I think still <laughs> holds you. up quite well today. So I urge anybody that uh, wants to learn to, to brew a great barley wine, you pick up that book. It's it's one of the uh, the style series that I thought really worked well. 
Well, I was very lucky to have a good co-author, Kit Cantwell, to help me out there. Mm-hmm. We had a great time doing it. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, you got anything else in the works coming up? Uh, can we see any more writing from you in the in the future? Or, uh, anything else you plan on? Busy to be writing. Um, <laughs> you know, we, again, we're doing a lot of different kind of things. We've started a barrel program up here. Actually, oh, wow. we started it before I left, but we've expanded it quite a bit from, you know, handful of barrels to i think we have about 40 of them now so if anybody's up uh, in the northern california area and they come by mm-hmm. our tap room has about 19 beers on draft uh, fair amount of those are barrel aged beers experimental stuff that we're trying out um hopefully in the future we'll be able to produce those you know for a market and get them out there a little bit more wider but uh, if you live in the bay area um or somewhere you know big cities along the west coast Occasionally, some of the better beer bars ends up with a keg or two of our barrel-aged or sour beers that we're working on. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think when my uh, friend uh, Peter Simons comes out from Australia in June, I think uh, we'll have a few extra days before we head down to the uh, conference in San Diego. And uh, I think we're going to make a trip out to uh, uh, Anderson Valley and and uh, avail ourselves of the uh, 19 taps. Yeah, well, please do it. Let me know. Let me know yeah. when you're coming in. Uh, if you're coming out for the Boonville Beer Festival, let me know, too. That's mm-hmm. May 14th. Okay. Yeah, if that's... If you've never uh... been before, <laughs> it's a good party. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, so thanks again, and uh, I appreciate your help, and I'm, I'm sure uh, we'll, our paths will cross again uh, mighty soon. I certainly hope so. Thank you for having me on. There's an app on the iPhone for just about everything, including beer, apps for finding a pint of beer, apps that look like you're drinking a pint of beer, and now there's an app for brewing a pint of beer. Introducing BrewPal, the most all-inclusive beer brewing app for professionals and hobbyists that fits in your pocket and goes wherever you do. Recipe formulation that can be imported and exported with a customizable database. Mash and sparge calculations, yeast pitching rates, carbonation tables, and more. Available right now for less coin than a pound of grain. See BrewPal in action at brewpal.info and download it for your iPhone at a special introductory price right now. BrewPal, all the brewing software you need right in your pocket. From the stovetop to a camp burner to some kind of brew stand. Most homebrewers follow some version of this progression. With each move, a homebrewer will often have to change a lot, if not all, of their equipment. Until now. Blickman Engineering brings you the top-tier brewing stand. The only brewing stand that grows with you. For example, buy a top-tier floor-standing burner now, and it'll bolt right to your top-tier brewing stand when you're ready for all-grain brewing. The top-tier brewing stand is perfect for 5-gallon to 20-gallon batch sizes. Its modular design is adjustable and accommodates everything from small footprint coolers up to 30-gallon pots. How does the top-tier brewing stand do it? At its core is a strong, heat-treated, and anodized aluminum main post. On all four sides are built-in T-slots for the adjustable heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves and beefy burner tiers. The tiers accommodate any manufacturer's pots or coolers up to 21 inches in diameter. 
Best of all, not only does the top-tier brewing stand grow with your skills and equipment, but it easily knocks down for long-term storage or transport, too. The top-tier brewing stand from Blickman Engineering. Learn more at BlickmanEngineering.com and to find a local Blickman retailer and start brewing from the top tier. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmaster's database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmaster's Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to Riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, Special Rotating Taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. Since 1921, Mundins has been a provider of quality malted grain and extract. What did he just say? That's 90 years of locally sourced grain for home brewers and professional brewers alike. All farm within 50 miles of our malt houses. What? I can't understand what this guy said. the last part. Whole and crushed malts, including wheat and peated malt, liquid extract, hopped and unhopped, as well as dried malt extract. Everything from beginner home brewer kits to all the ingredients an infant's home brewer needs. Something about trains? What? Languages this guy speaking is from Austria. <laughs> Mundins is proudly serving brewers in 54 countries and honored to be a leader in mowing. Can you understand this guy? No. <laughs> That's a really free language. Ah! Ask for Mundins Malt and Malt Extract at your local home brew shop. Mundins. For brewing, distilling, and baking. Quality malted grain and extract for 90 years. Make your malt Mundins. In April, more beer keeps slashing prices. In February, they lowered the price on ingredients. In March, they dropped their equipment prices. And now for April, they're cutting prices on their awesome beer ingredient kits. Lower prices on the award-winning kits you've come to love, like Pliny the Elder. Stock up for summer. More than 20 kits are on sale now. All as part of their commitment to bringing you the best value in homebrewing with low prices and free shipping over 59 bucks. And on April 15th, stay tuned for the release of a new More Beer Signature Series kit. Yep, 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 yep. Tasty McDole's famous Janet's Brown Ale. 
They're proud to donate $1 from each kit sold to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Cancer Foundation. Get more than ever this month from your brewing budget at morebeer.com. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's exactly. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Put you some sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. It's beer. <laughs> Network. Now back to the challenge. Can you brew it? All right, we're back. We're talking uh, boot amber. And you know, there's going to be a lot of great beers like Boot Amber out at this uh, Cleveland International Beer Fest. Yeah. Coming up May 13th through 14th. You guess first who, time. Yeah, guess who's going to be there? Who? <laughs> you. Oh. <laughs> me. Palmer. And uh, Moscow. I guess. And even Moscow, yeah. And even Moscow. Yeah. And somebody to carry the... Carry Somebody's got to carry the luggage. Huh? Yeah, yeah, carry the luggage and... <laughs> hey, Moscow, get this. Secure the fluffers <laughs> and things like that. Yeah. Get us our, our blow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> get us our blow or do the blow, you know, one or, one or the other. Yeah, we're going to be doing uh, I, uh, a live uh, Bruce Strong from the, uh, from the fest there. Nice. May 13th, 14th. It's at the... Uh, what is that? The IX Center, the yeah. number nine center. <laughs> I know. I didn't know if it was IX or not. I think it's IX. IX in Cleveland. Uh, yeah, yeah. The thirteenth, fourteenth. They're going to do uh, some sessions, I guess. Right. Uh, the Bruce Strong. We're going to do that on the thirteenth from uh, eight to nine. Yeah. Palmer's going to be there. I'm going to be there. That'll be a lot of fun. We'll do a show from the main stage. That's mm-hmm. right. And then uh, we'll do some awards uh, presentation, I guess, on Saturday around 3.30. Right. And uh, I guess I'm getting to host a uh, special VIP session. Yeah. I mean, the the whole thing sounds... Experience. The whole thing sounds kind of casual. Mm-hmm. It turns out they really like you, Jamil. You're doing everything. We we got this show. What can I say? I think you're presenting the award. I'm presenting the you award. You guys are the headliners. And, and then I think... And then you've got this VIP session. Uh, they really like you and Palmer. Right, right. So it's kind of exciting. What I don't understand is I'm, I'm doing this, uh, this beer experience thing for one hour. Right. From 7 to 11 p.m. <laughs> I did see that, yeah. I thought that was kind of weird. I think that means they expect you to be nice for an hour and, and then, then drunk, drunk till 11. For, yeah, for their other three. Like I said, they kind of know they you. They know me. Yeah. yeah. Oh. They know how yeah. I operate. You're about an hour, right. then you're done yeah. yes. That's sweet. Yeah. yeah, I'm an hour, and then I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, right. Get out of my way. Get out of my way. I want beer. <laughs> it's really cool because people are, you know, our listeners have been asking us to go to different festivals for years, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. and it's never been in the budget, and this time it really kind of worked out, and they're bringing right. us out there to do a brand new festival. Festival in yeah. Cleveland, Ohio, which yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. we're going to meet people we've never gotten to meet before. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I'm I'm thrilled to go to Cleveland. Yeah, and I I actually li- would like to you know hang out and go check out some other you know restaurants and, and pubs and stuff in the city if I get some a little bit of time. Yeah. So when, listeners, when the, give us some feedback. When the homebrew conference was in Cincinnati, I met a lot of guys from Cleveland. Oh yeah. Homebrewers. yeah, oh yeah, yeah, they're all cool. I wanted to go to Cincinnati too, but I was like on my deathbed. So. Oh, that's right, you were. Uh, yeah, I missed that one. Well, we we're going to lose you there for a minute. And you know what you missed? Uh, you know that was the first NHC we've been to where the BN Army really came out in droves. Yeah, it Cincinnati. was kind of the situation where the AHA looked at us and went, 
holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just T-shirts everywhere. And so I expect, Jamil, that we're going to have a, a, a really nice turnout of, of BN listeners. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, if, yeah. If, you're, if you're a listener... Uh, you know, gear up for the uh, International Beer Fest. Uh, you know, get yourself some tickets, and, and we'll see you out there. What is it, May 13th or 14th, you said? May 13th and 14th, yeah. Okay. It's, uh, what, Friday and Saturday. All right. And it's uh, right out there near the airport, the okay. IX Center. Do they have a website? Uh, maybe there's some, like, lodging connections Did and I stuff like that? that Here, l- let me Google that for you. <laughs> okay, would you? Uh, yeah, let whatever. me Google that for Should you. Should have done that. What's but. the dates again? The what? 13th and 14th. 13th and 14th, okay. Of May. Well, that's out there a bit. We can plan our travel. Right. Us, uh, you can fly out there? I might have to do it on my I, own dime. I think, we can, I think we can sell you a ticket. All right. If you want to come out. All right. Back to the Boone Amber. So during the break, we uh, had a chance to uh, taste the, the, the samples. Sample time, yeah. And this time is very, uh, very boringly labeled A and B. I'll go oh. think of more pornographic uh, insignias. Usually we go for the, the corner. Yeah. 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 Oh, definitely. Sexual yeah. references are our yeah. preference. Right. A yeah. and B. And uh, yeah. give that a, a, a taste and uh, some scrutinization as we were uh, during the break there. Uh, let's start with Chad. Uh, what did, what, did, what did <coughs> you think of those, those two uh, well, samples there? You know, the uh, colors are right on. Uh-huh. I would say uh, you nailed that. Uh, as far as the aromas, I get a little little difference between A and B. Um, I kind of get a lot of blueberry pancake from, uh, from a. example A. Um, strawberry, blueberry. Um, the malt, though, I mean, when you take a sip and uh, you actually get it down and kind of um, calculate what's going on there, it's definitely the same beer. So, um yeah. yeah but see, I, uh, folks, on the, folks listening, when you say a <coughs> lot of blueberry pancake... Essentially what he means is if you search really hard and you think across your entire life as to what things could smell like and you go, that could be blueberry pancakes, then you've got a trace of blueberry pancakes. So when he says a lot of, yeah, sorry, I don't know. It's really a lot of. It's a discernible difference is what he's saying. Yes. Just in the nose. Um, Okay. But as far as color, uh, taste, Uh uh, both well done beers, I yeah, they, I got to say they're they're both in line. So you call it clone? I would say clone. All right, excellent. Uh, tasty. Well, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm right off the bat. I'll say they're cloned. Uh, mm-hmm. They have a, a the to me the they're the beers are exactly the same in terms of the malt backbone. Mm. The difference is probably like age of the beer. Again, as these home brews go. You know, Nate's delivered us a really fresh example of the beer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's no way that Anderson Valley could deliver us a fresh example of the beer. I went by the liquor store and picked up a six-pack of cans. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, every time the beer changes containers, it changes a little bit. So that's there's some mm-hmm, element mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. But uh, back to our, our golden rule is what would I change about the recipe to make the beers the same? Not a darn thing. I wouldn't change a thing. They are the same. Right. I mean, I... I would take this recipe, and I'd be really shocked if I didn't make a a Boone Amber. Which, by the way, is uh, this is really good beer. I'm mm-hmm. really I can't say enough about the uh, what Anderson Valley is doing with this. Good, beer. easy drinking. Oh yeah, yeah. People it's a should re- beer. people should revisit this if they haven't had it in a while, or maybe mm-hmm. if they've never had it. It's pretty awesome mm-hmm. beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Over- so- Overlooked because it's not a million IBUs and a ton of dry hop these days, right. but it's worth uh, checking in on. Yeah, my IPA bar. It's welcome to see it there. I can just say, oh yeah, I can. Mm-hmm. Recalibrate the malt, mm-hmm. and then have another hoppy beer. Mm-hmm. How about you, Justin? 
Yeah, I'm in agreement that I I think it's the same beer in both examples. What I found, so I say cloned. What I found interesting is, um, you know, the the spicy notes and the fruity notes and the, did you give your description, uh, Chad? Blueberry pancake? Your blueberry pancake, (laughs) which I know that sounds crazy, but I think is a really excellent descriptor. It is. I talked to you guys off air about these flavors I'm picking up, and you guys... Talk, you know, tell me about how that's a, a hop character and how the hops re- relate to the malt and, and the esters in the beer. So I, I'm kind of learning about this is a hoppy beer. It has hop character, but in a different way than I'm used to tasting. Yeah, I'm used to tasting bitterness if it's hoppy, or I'm used to tasting that green dankiness that I really like in my IPAs if they're not bitter. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. This doesn't have either one of those. Exactly. It's a malty beer, but the flavors that I was asking you all about, you were saying relate to the hops, which I think is a really cool uh, way to express hops and to showcase hops in a different way. It's how they relate to the malt. Yep. Specifically. And, mm-hmm. and the esters, which I think is what you'll maybe talk about for us, Nate. So I say completely cloned. Um, one of them seemed to have a little uh, stronger version of the exact same character that, that all of those blueberry pancake right. flavors. But who, who knows what that is? I wouldn't change the recipe either. And I also think, Tasty, you know, you mentioned the age. I, I'm kind of liking the cans because I'm not picking up an aged character uh-huh. in the in what I think is the Boont version. Mm-hmm. It just seems that one's a little uh, stronger of those 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 flavors I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this beer is neither oxidized for me or or any of the the things that we often talk about with age. So I'm not going to claim age mm-hmm. on this description. I'm gonna I'm gonna say just it, it's cloned. The recipe's just right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you've got an excellent point about the uh, the hops and you know the difference of hops and, and how people will think of hops as being yeah that stinky dank you know real citrusy or floral and this blow your head off you know kind of hop thing and you know I think a lot of people have lost track of how you know subtle malt and and hop character you know done together you know this interplay of the flavors is is actually really interesting and very pleasing yeah you know we've gone to the you know suicide hop level thing you know so and I'm a great example of that because I had to ask you guys what the hell is this flavor I'm picking up mm-hmm. I you know you could have, you could have told me it was gingerbread <laughs> or something but you said right, well that's right. hops Right. So right. I'm a really good example of being a victim of right, that. Right. Yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, for me, you know, I, I don't think it's, you know, oxidized or stale at this point. But, I, I, you know, I could pick up the difference in, in the package and, you know, that that pointed out the, the boot one for me was um, – you know, I could. You know, it's the, just those beginnings. It's it's the the treatment that packaging has on a beer and how it changes a beer. Mm. It's it hasn't. Uh, you know, it's not oxidized or stale yet. Um, but it. You know, packaging is it puts a little stress on the beer, like a bottle yeah. shock type thing. Yeah, yeah. Except in this case, it can. But it right. does change the beer. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Container shock would be the more appropriate. Container shock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Just going from the uh, fermenter to the keg is a 
vessel change, and that changes the beer, too. Right. Right. Pick up right. a little bit of oxidation as that happens, and then <coughs> mm-hmm. as the can goes through the distributor and sits on yeah, the shelf for warm, a minute. You know, warm storage, things like that, you know, right. uh, tends, tends to have an effect on the beer, yeah. just like pasteurization does and things like that. Okay. So, uh, But I, I also agree. They're cloned. I, I wouldn't change a thing. I think they're they're right in there. I didn't get as much, you know, blueberry pancake, but I at one point I did pick up the strawberry and, and uh, Chad was talking strawberry at the beginning and I'm just like, "Oh yeah, strawberry." Mm-hmm. But but I didn't get that as strong as uh, everybody else did. Mm. I think everybody else picked that up much stronger. So maybe have a strawberry blueberry blind spot, I don't know. They were well, <laughs> And I don't want to jip you from this Nate cuz this yeah. is ha- uh, uh I feel like I would have ripped you off if I didn't say Cloney, cloned, cloned is how cloned <laughs> I think this beer is. I've done that with Mraz beers and, right and a couple yeah, times yeah. with Tasty. That's really how cloned I think this recipe is. You, you nailed it. Thanks. I was actually a little bit shocked in a way that it is as close as it is. I hadn't had a chance to go and seek out some cans or have a pint of this on tap since I had cloned it, but I was tasting it, smelling it, and you know, just enjoying it at home and thinking, I'm not sure this is as close as it is, and i pretty surprised to sit down and taste it it, it really is it's like I, know, nailed I know that the beer. Feel, i know yeah. that feeling yeah it's like what i you know you just apply your craft to the recipe given you know stop with the creative license shit like jamil tells me <laughs> right <laughs> and right. and you just go ahead and make the beer you know according to the uh yeah, it's, that's outline a, that's given and it is what it is and i i i'm surprised as well but it's amazing i mean mm. i really find it amazing when this show right. was conceived i never thought we'd have such right. a right. winning percentage <laughs> yeah, i thought we we'd be forever like yeah. we're thinking oh my god we're, we're 27 be beers a, behind on this rebrew shit right we're gonna be you know batting you know two twenty percent yeah. or something i don't know well yeah. and because i'm batting zero i would be proud to go to foul and say my friend Nate brewed this clone. <laughs> like this would be my candy brewed example. You know, my friend brewing, Nate did this. You're not batting zero. <laughs> I'm nah, batting you, about half. Yeah, you, you nailed the pond. <laughs> oh, that's right. I would go to. I, I what I meant to be honest about is I would be really uh, uh, proud to go to Foul and say, "Hey, one of my shows on my network did this beer of yeah. yours," and I think he would drink it and go, "Oh man, nice work." Yeah, I'm pretty proud sitting, tasting them side by side. I think they're really, and you know, kudos to him for giving all the info because Mm -hmm. that's, I didn't, you know, didn't take any artistic license on anything, took and calculated everything as best as I could to make it as exact and followed the exact process that was outlined as as much as possible to to make the beer. Let me give the recipe. All right. So like all all recipes on the show, we're doing a batch size of six gallons at the end of the boil. You'll have six gallons of wort in your kettle. And uh, your anticipated original gravity is uh, 1058 or 13 Play-Doh. Uh, anticipated SRM using uh, Mori for the color is uh, 14.8. Anticipated IBU using Rager is uh, 18.3. Uh, that's at 70% efficiency, 90-minute boil. We're going to use 80% or 4.61 kilograms of a domestic uh, two-row. You're going to use 10% or 580 grams of a Crystal 40. And the same amount, 10%, 580 grams of a Crystal 80. Uh, as far as hops, you're going to go 3.3 grams of Magnum pellets, 15% alpha at 90 minutes, 4.4 grams of Horizon pellets, 13% alpha at uh, 60 minutes, 7 grams of Palisade or Cluster uh, pellets, 7% alpha 
at 20 minutes, and that's uh, the whirlpool hop. So if you're doing a long, hot whirlpool, then that would go at that time. If you're not, then bump them in at 20 minutes. Then you're going to do, in the hop back, you're going to use whole Cascade hops, 61.4 grams, uh, 5% alpha acid. doesn't really matter what the alpha acid is at that point. And run it run it through that hop back. Uh, this was using the White Labs WLP02. That's correct. Yep. And let's see here. Uh, mash temp uh, 152 Fahrenheit. And the notes. Uh, let's see here. Starting gravity 13. Plate of finishing gravity two and a half. Uh, this is going to give you. Um, <coughs> let's see. Uh, IBU, 20-minute uh, edition, Whirlpool, zero-minute edition, actually Cascade Hotback. Sometimes Cascade is blended with Liberty, a Halle Tower in the zero-minute edition. Right. He mentioned that in the interview. A- you know. a- yeah, I'm going through uh, Nate's notes here. ABC, AVBC has their own house yeast strain. Um, ferment at 68. Maybe pitch at 65 and raise up to 68, 69 at the end. Uh, a lot of temporary hardness in their water. Consider adding a little bit of gypsum and calcium chloride to add some hardness. All right. Let's do this. Let's take a short break. And when we come back, we will hear about uh, Nate's Brew Day and answer any questions from the chat. Back after this. Networks and ninjas of the Brutane clan. This is Chip Walton with Brewing TV. As we all know, Jamil is getting his professional brew on soon at Heretic Brewing Company. When it comes to beer styles, he's not just jumping over the fence, he's tearing that fence down. Ain't no brewing classic styles here. Get a taste of what Jamil's working on in our newest episode of Brewing TV. Online now at BrewingTV.com. Where were we? You stole an oak barrel from the mist of Ravenwood, and Lord Zinfandel the Avenger is in pursuit. Do you drop the barrel and run? Elves, no. We need it for our Flinders Red. I'm going to cast Pediacacus Damnesis on the barrel. Sorry, your ghosts are imprisoned in his winery forever. Ugh, I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. This sucks. What do we have here, Orville Rodenbach? Buzz off, guy. We got a brew session going. Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Do you get a long-lasting foam stand when you think about wheat malt? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs, ingredients, equipment, and knowledge at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the pre-prohibition lager. Perfect for steampunk. And the single hop best bitter. Now on cast and 10 forward. Make 10th level at northernbrewer.com. Nico, listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the the next meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment 10 years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer at Brew Free or Die IPA in the Northeast, Northwest, parts of the Midwest, and Alaska in cans and on draft. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in a can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. 
Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams Malt Extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. A heretic is anyone who does not conform to an established attitude, doctrine, or principle. If you love craft beer, you're already a heretic. The very first thing we did when we started looking at the beers that we would brew, we got rid of all those recipes. We started from scratch. We've been pilot brewing the most creative things that we think of and the most interesting things. We've completely gone away from style. Heretic Brewing Company is opening this spring in Pittsburgh, California, and you can be a part of it. Visit hereticbrewing.com and facebook.com slash hereticbrew. Get the latest updates on the brewery and upcoming beers. Show everyone how you celebrate great beer as a heretic. It's a fairly powerful word. Being a heretic, that means you're not settling for ordinary beer. You are going with flavorful, creative, bold, interesting beers. A heretic is looking for the best beers out there. Be a heretic. Don't drink ordinary beer. Ewell, what's it feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. <laughs> it's the Brewing Network. And now, suck it, Tasty. All right. Suck it, Tasty. Hey. Yeah. Put a little girl go. <laughs> well, a girl went to uh, AdamandEve.com. Oh, what's going on over there? Check it out, fellas. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with Back an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to AdamandEve.com. For a limited time, you will get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select one item at 50%, you also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration Plus a free extra gift so sensual we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type C-Y-B-I. That's for, for Can You Brew It. Right. That's the show you're listening to now. Yeah, right. I know you've had a few drinks. Don't type anything else. Really? I know it's late in the show, but C-Y-B-I. Yes. That way we get credit for the fact that uh, your your drunken butt has taken you to uh, adamandeve.com. And you know where to get good products, yes. Right. You'll and, receive uh, something truly erotic, unlike us. 
And we can't talk about <laughs> it either. So right. yeah, tr- truly homely. Yes. CYBI for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, uh, remember, you're going to get three free DVDs. You get a free extra gift and free shipping and 50% off of a whole bunch of different items. So everything I'm hearing so, is free and 50% off. It sounds good right. to me. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, oh, you type this in, yeah. you, you pay like a dollar, <laughs> and like, you get like a giant box. Well, they send you stuff. money or something? Right. 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 Yeah. So just use the offer code CYBI at adamandeve.com. One of our boys, uh, uh, Moscow, from the session, yeah. it revealed last week that he ordered from Adam and Eve and was very, very happy with all of that stuff. He was including pleased. Including the, cool. the gift the that you gift. can't mention or whatever. And so was his partner. And he wouldn't tell us what it is. And his partner was uh, yeah. really huh. pleased. So, huh. so there you go, guys. is your code. You could really wow. spice things up like Jamil suggested. Couldn't even talk about it. By the way, for <laughs> Cleveland, it's ixbeerfest.com. Ixbeerfest.com. Yeah, for the Cleveland thing that you can find Jamil and John Palmer, uh, go to ixbeerfest.com, and you can get the whole, all the oh. information about the beer fest. And, um, it's going to be a wild time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it's it. It's going to be a lot of fun. May, I'm looking right now that uh, Lucy Saunders is going to be there too. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, she she wrote that beer and and food book. Sure, uh, right. So it'll be a good time. Come see us. Oh yeah. look, at we're right here on the main page. The Brewing Network's live broadcast of Brew Strong with Jamil Zanishev and John Palmer. Let's see. I click on the link. Oh, and it goes to our page. Uh, so it looks That's like you. Well, we'll be doing. Uh, you know, we'll we'll be streaming it all live and also putting it uh, hopefully on Justin TV. So even if you're yes. not going to the beer fest, you can watch it. We'll be spewing live nice. beer radio all over your face. Yeah. Absolutely. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> can we can we do that in Ohio? Is that legal in Ohio? Ohio? Well, you know, we we're leaving call right it that. after that. Only so. on May 13th and 14th. We're right. doing That's it anyway. It. Just so we're you're pulling it. out. If we do some jail time, it won't be the first time we. Isn't the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame over in Cleveland? It is. Yes, you have it to is. Check it out. Yeah. Hey, I heard that. I, there's All a right. lot of great things in Cleveland. I, oh yeah, I'm looking forward. Right, to give it. us another one. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, the people. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Good, 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 good right. response. There you Thank go. You. All right. Sorry. Thought I had that you there. Out there. All right. So Nate. Uh, yes. Uh, tell us about your brew day. Anything special about this that uh, you want to make note of as far as uh, knocking this uh, this uh, clone out? So I took everything that that Fall had given in the interview that you'd forwarded me ahead of time, Jamil, and just followed it to a T. I scaled it down to a 10-gallon homebrew batch and made it as to those specifications as much as possible. The only missing piece, which you know, admittedly he couldn't couldn't give us because they don't bank and, and provide this strain to homebrewers, was uh, the yeast strain. Mm-hmm. But thankfully he was able to say, you know, the best approximation that I could give is probably O2. It's not like they're trying to hide anything from us. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm, said, mm-hmm. we've had this strain for years. White Labs banks it for us. We don't know where it came from. Well, and that might be part of that strawberry-blueberry exactly. thing is kind of the difference of the yeast over time. Slight difference in ester. So he gave mm-hmm. he gave uh, three pots. He said, well, it's an English ale yeast from London, mm-hmm. and it, that means it's one of three. Right. right. And so based on the info that he gave, he said, use what O2 if you're trying to produce this beer at home. Or he said, also try uh, Young's. Young's mm-hmm, is also mm-hmm. a Y-Yeast 1768. Unfortunately, that's one of their seasonal strains. I kind of wanted to batch split this and try uh, the mm-hmm. Young's yeast strain, but that's mm-hmm. a seasonal strain that they haven't offered in, in about a year and a half. So if anyone from Y-Yeast is listening, you may uh, can want to consider offering that if people are trying to clone this beer. But since they bank their, the Anderson Valley strain at White Labs, I figured let's go O2 from White right. Labs mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. try and replicate it as much as possible. But that was really the only missing piece. Everything else added up uh, really well 
um, did Palisade at uh, 20 minutes to mimic what a Whirlpool may mm-hmm. have done. Didn't didn't do try and you know simulate a Whirlpool at home or anything. But in the spirit of uh, the 20 minute edition that we've talked about in this show as a, a Whirlpool substitute, I did that and then uh, broke out the uh, more beer hop back for the um, you know Cascade edition right at the end in the hop back. So another fun thing to try if people have the the pretty cool hop rocket thing from Blickman. That be a, might be another really fun thing to do for a. Uh, the hotback edition on the homebrew level. Otherwise, um, you might want to try, uh, you know, zero minute kettle edition or something. Fall talked about uh, dry hopping. This beer is maybe an alternative a little bit if you can't do uh, a hotback. Mm-hmm. I think I may have possibly ruined the other five gallons of this beer by <laughs> attempting to dry hop it because that was one thing that I hadn't actually had a chance to sit down and taste these beers side by side, the commercial beer and the clone. But <laughs> kind of we were noting tonight that. The commercial beer has a little bit more aromatic than I was able to uh, clone in the uh, clone beer. So uh, I was thinking maybe by dry hopping it a little bit, I could bring some of those aromatics back. But uh, now sitting and tasting the commercial beer, I think that's actually coming from the the yeast more than the hops. So yes, I wouldn't recommend homebrewers having fun and trying to dry hop this beer. I think uh, it really doesn't take to that very well. It just it covered up all the malt. It takes tastes kind of weird and vegetal. I don't know. I'll give it another week or so, but. Seems like a way to sort of screw up this beer. So, hmm. yeah, it's not a style that I would typically think no. of dry hopping. Yeah. Stick right. to the plan and and just do the the really nice big late hopping in the in the kettle or the or the hop back only if you don't have a hop back. And I think you'll get much closer to what you want. Sort of like Justin was talking about earlier that this this really mysterious interaction between all these things he couldn't quite figure out what it was. That's that's kind of the the mojo of this beer in a way. You know, you have this cool interaction between malt and hops and yeast and it's not just one beating you over the head that's the the big takeaway about it it's pretty cool cool yeah that that's about it from the uh the brew day side of it really just kind of stuck to the plan and did english ale yeast i pitched it about uh 65 and and rose it up to about 66 to 68 about three to four days in to Mm -hmm. let it finish out um based on the information that fall given us on the interview that might be one way with the fuller strain that you could approximate uh, this sort of thing but uh you know they have a house strain that you're going to get some interesting esters from that is a little bit difficult to produce on the homebrew side but oh two is the way to go if you want to get get really really close i mean this is a really super close clone any of the differences we're talking about i'm sort of uh picking nits on mm-hmm. it really mm-hmm. you know uh 20 almost 20 percent crystal malt um you know just a big charge of two row for the rest of it it's Pretty simple and straightforward. A lot of homebrewers can do this and do a really good job of it, I think, without a... Yeah, first time out. Excellent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So here's my question about that whole a lot of homebrewers can do this. You make it sound easy, <laughs> right? But this seems yeah. to me like one of those delicate beers, like a pale ale. I've yeah, been trying to master true. a pale ale for years, right? Mm-hmm. This seems to me like one of those delicate beers where the balance is everything. You make it sound real easy, Nate. That may be true. Justin. Is it that easy, or is it just uh, just a matter of knowing your process and then you'll be fine? It's you know I say one in one way that's kind of easy because it doesn't involve some advanced, more advanced processes like like dry hopping, and you can steep specialty grains like crystal malt. You don't have to mash this beer. You could probably do an extract version that okay. came pretty close. Yeah. And uh, English ale yeast, I find, you know, working at room temperatures <laughs> is a little bit easier for a lot of homebrewers to work with than maybe some, you know, lager-type yeast or even hybrid yeast that you'd have to go lower temperature with. Um, you know, English ale yeast is a little bit picky, and the O2 strain can be sometimes in, in particular. If there's any 
uh, advice I could give there is try and pitch just a touch lower and kind of raise it up towards the end. That strain seems to like that, especially if you can get it towards 70 degrees towards the end, but not right. necessarily at the beginning. But at that the beginning, help, so you, you know? said like 65. You yeah. know, uh, as a beginning brewer, I remember, you know, 68, 69, even 70 was That's often true. where I was. What's the difference between a 65 and a 68 on a yeast like this? Uh, is it a big estery difference? Maybe. The only reason why I caution about that is if I think this yeast starts to have problems if it drops in fermentation temp. So if you uh, start off too hot and then it sort of falls out, you'll you'll get some diacetyl left behind and whatnot. You don't. I'm not getting diacetyl on either the commercial or the homebrew version of this, and you want to no. be careful of that from this strain because if it falls out too quick, that's a big liability of the fuller strain in particular. I think. So okay. That's yeah. You may, you make a good point. Sometimes that part of the process is difficult to control from the homebrew side, but if you have to pitch a little bit warmer, try and keep it warm. If you pitch at 68, try and keep it at 68. Or, or go to 70 or 72, and I think you'll be happier than if it had fallen that back down somehow. Okay. All right. All right. So that's one way to way to kind of dial it in, yeah. Drive the fermentation. Yes. Go up a little bit. <laughs> it's Jamil turn. That's nice. my turn. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Damn it. Wait. One of these guys. <laughs> We're going to have a fight. Which is always the recommended thing. I'm just, you know, I'm looking out for the new brewers who are yeah. like, well, you know, it's in a carboy in my house, and my house is generally 68, but anyhow. Are you saying you've been hunting to do a pale ale? You brewed a clone of Mirror Pond. I did, and that's probably the best exactly. pale ale I ever brewed. Yeah, it was. But we've all, I, I think it's more to the point, we've all kind of agreed in here that, like, but a, a real good pale ale is not easy to make, right. even though takes, it seems real simple. Yeah. Right. And so that's why I thought, you know, Nate yeah. makes this one sound easy, but it, it, it's a real delicate beer, I think. But I, get, I, I know, I get it. As long as you follow the process and you get it, you know, you, you ferment where you're supposed to, you do your starter, it's going to be fine. Apply your craft, know yeah. that the ferments, everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nate makes a great point. Listen to his point. You know, always think about just continuously raising the, raising the fermentation temperature. Okay. Never let it go down. Yeah. Okay. Those kind of things. I think uh, all our shows, we pretty much drive that home. Yeah. We could drive it home here as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think the temptation for the home brewer would be to, you know, let's use the let's use the few ounces I have left of those hops that I had to weigh out for the 30-minute edition or the 60-minute right. edition. Don't. Don't do that for this beer. It's a pretty delicate beer, and you don't want to let... Yeah, let the, the malt speak. Let the malt speak and, yeah. and let the esters come through and let mm-hmm. that really nice, big, late charge in the hop back come through for your hoppiness and not necessarily the bittering addition so much that so this is that's where, where the home brewer to... has gotta gotta be careful is is not to go overboard on the other hop additions and and deviate from the recipe i think there's a big temptation there so when jamil gives me that stupid number like 2.14 yeah. ounces on this one i actually have to listen to or the five grams or four grams or grams. whatever grams are better sorry grams you know what i mean where yeah. he gives you like the exact he gives it to you down to the tenth of a of a <laughs> I, I know how this that. works because I was doing the sixty-minute edition on this beer, and I was like, "That's it, right, really?" Right, Break right. out the triple yeah, B scale. You kind of want to add more, but that's so really stick it to it on this. Yeah, one. really stick to it. Just get like you were talking about, Justin. You couldn't really tell where the hops and the malt and the yeast sort of begin and end, and that's There's a balance. the magic of the beer is it has that balance. So if okay. if you can, if the home brewer can manage to stick to that, I think they'll get really darn close to their first shot. All right, you know, yeah. But your point is good, Justin. If you're making like pale ales and these light ambers like this, it's a fine balancing point. You have to really be able to control those variables in your brewing. So yeah, yeah. I mean, again, 
if you can, if you have access to fresh examples of this boot amper, it's a good, great way to like, dial in your brewing process. Right. Yeah, you can control those variables. I just like it when we say, oh, it's a simple beer that doesn't require advanced techniques. However, even then, <sighs> that always to me means it requires more control of the standard techniques. That's true. You're probably right. Smaller you know, beers, yeah. You just, you know, don't screw up the standard techniques then. Because you're not going to cover it up with part. anything. The yeah. important part. I, it yeah. is. I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm no, certainly not discounting. Yeah. It's the important part. It is. Uh, yeah, double IPAs and stuff. That's easy to hide under those. Yeah. These beers reveal a lot of their their character. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, Nate. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Love you enjoyed that, and uh, thank you, Nate. Uh, good job. Thank we you, Neil. We knew you'd do it. You never know, you man. Have, uh, <laughs> these are these balancing That's acts right. are tough, you know. Yeah, right. Uh, but you have close to a flawless record, yeah, except when realize. you're you're brewing with somebody who <laughs> enjoys wielding a ba- giant bag of whirlflock. <laughs> That's too much whirlflock. Stay tuned, folks. That one's coming up. <laughs> other than that, you're you're pretty darn close. Um, Jamil, can we just give all of our candy brewers to Tasty and Nate from now on? Yeah, actually, good. Chad's pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a good. So we can stop. We have to start read. doing like a crippling factor. Like, all right. Nate, you have to drink this six pack right. before you, you know. We're gonna to poke one of your eyes out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the Nate handicap. Can, can you yeah. brew it? After you jabbed one of your eyes out, <laughs> we're gonna punch you in the junk. Yeah. Can you weigh out your hops? I'm liking it. <laughs> yes, it sounds good. It's good radio. Well, if you like uh, Nate, uh, you can check out uh, Brewing TV. They've got uh, uh, yeah a whole episode with Nate uh, at his. Uh, Boudoir or his uh, <laughs> in my his brewer cluttered ass garage. You his can look at me hanging garage. out in there talking yeah. to Dawson and Chip and giving away and his brewing secrets. Yeah, oh yeah, all the secrets. And you can see how simple and dead nuts straightforward my whole setup is. And uh, you know, look at all buckets. The, I got, I got buckets. I got carboys. I got all this, all the simple stuff. Tubes, all that high tech stuff. Hose clamps. You know, buckets of PBW buckets of Star Sand. Yeah, it's a brewing TV. I think episode thirty one. Uh, the latest, uh, they're talking about the Bay Area brew scene, and I've got a nice little spot there talking about home brewing. Cheers to Brewing TV, cool episode. Yeah, the only thing I didn't like about it was I wasn't mentioned, so... Oh, you, well, you had your own episode, I think, right before that one, Jamil, <laughs> maybe? Yeah, yeah, you know, if, uh, you know, if, uh, it, if it doesn't mention Heretic. <laughs> yeah, I just well, I got the t-shirt serious. now. I can wear that. T-shirt. Yeah, I can wear the Heretic t-shirt there on my, you next, go. my next sure spot with your next, uh, your next appearance. Brewing TV. Make sure that's there. Don't uh, don't make don't make me regret giving you a heretic T-shirt, yeah. man. You, you know, wear it on stage twenty four seven. You get the hat, you get the you get the sweat jacket, uh, do it all. Quick question uh, from the chat room: I wasn't listening. Was there a hot back situation <laughs> on this uh, beer? There was. They used the more beer hot back. Question yeah. is: if the if you don't have a hot back, what about a zero minute of cascade? I would agree with that kettle. idea. Sure. Yeah, do a zero minute casket. Just right. you know, stir it all in. You'll be good to go. Yep. How long in the kettle? He, the listener asked. The Twenty minutes. Off. Should it just just add flame out until it's cool? It's a good that question. What, what do you right. think, right. guys? Okay. I would I would you know start cooling it as soon as you can. Okay. So just do yeah. Instead of the hot back, just yeah. add the hops to the kettle and then start cooling immediately. Right. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Doesn't have to sit there at at the no, high temp. No, okay. No. All right. Good. That's it for the chat. Right. Cool. All righty. Another, another successful Can You Brew It episode. Another challenge. Yeah. Rise to and met. If you enjoy the show, don't forget to check out our sponsor, uh, northernbrewer.com. Good uh, Good guys. They, they got all the stuff there. But you also go by the uh, Brewing Network store. There's a lot of good stuff in there, too. There's there's books about bullying. There's uh, books <laughs> on uh, Jeff, Brewing Jeff Classic Bullying. Styles. 
They got all sorts of great brew gear there and uh, apparel and glasses and, and stuff. And, and when you buy that stuff, it goes to the bottom line of the Brewing Network. It really helps out. And uh, it's uh, important to the network. So check it out and uh, get yourself some good stuff. Until then, I'm Bruce Strong. And often. 